Thank you for joining us on WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchberg, Queen of Perpetual Help, and welcome to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. On this week's broadcast, we bring you a special broadcast from Kendra Von Esch. You may have heard Kendra on WQPH doing some of her wise reflections on occasion. And this video is also available on YouTube. And she talks to Nicole Abyssinio about trafficking and evil and protection. And that addresses some of Nicole's experiences that could be a lesson for anyone. For more information on Kendra, visit KendraVonesh.com. That's K-E-N-D-R-A-V-O-N-E-S-H.com. Nicole concludes her story right now. In 2019, I was traveling and I had horrific experiences that entire year. I was traveling on like a mini speaking tour Mm -hmm. and I always traveled alone. I never had a problem. I had three different horrific, terrifying problems. One, I almost got kidnapped. I had to jump out of a car, uh, sliding down the car. Um, I had a problem with TSA, which was extraordinarily terrifying and frightening. I really uh, don't travel much now. (laughs) And um, the third experience was I almost got trafficked. I was stuck in a high-end hotel in another country where I was speaking, and I was literally messaging people like, I don't know if I'm getting out of here alive. Like, it was so scary. And I just, that one was the worst because I knew I may not make it out. Like, how am I getting out of here? You know when you know you're in danger and your mm-hmm. your life is flashing before your eye? They talk about that was, that was the time. Wow. Are they locking you in your room? Yeah, there was this high-end hotel, um, and I had been staying at hotels all over. Now, the only reason I ended up at this hotel was that they had messed up my travel to the speaking thing. I had come early, and I was like, oh, I'll come late. Well, they messed up the train schedule, not on purpose, but it was extraordinarily late at night, and I said, I'm not going to travel in the middle of the night. I'll come in the morning. Let me find a hotel, and there was a high-end hotel that was right by this train station, And I thought, well, great, you know, it's a beautiful, like, I'll just, you know, go get this hotel and and be safe and leave in the morning, thinking that. And when I get there, it was already suspect, suspect, because they asked to keep my passport, which no one, exactly, like, if you're an avid traveler, you know that that's not a thing. Yeah, that's not a thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a thing. (laughs) That's not a thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and and then the guy says to me, oh, we just like to keep a a good track of our uh, foreign guests. You know, it was just so bizarre. Mm. And I was like, no, no, just give me my passport and send me, you know, give me a room. They send me to this mind boggling, they sent it's like in a movie. They send me to this floor that's not like other floors. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, like you're laughing because it's so this is like a movie, right? It's, it's okay, go on. That's what I'm saying. That's why they're like, you've always been writing this show because like my experiences are so not not normal experiences, right? but they're all for a good purpose. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this thing was it was like an air where an aircraft could land on this high rise with the the like six from all with glass windows and they were all like adjoining with a whole back thing now I at this point I had only been to this floor 
So I suppose I could have thought it was normal, but I just knew it wasn't. Like, it was insane. And I kid you not, there's no locks on the door. Like, what hotel does that you cannot lock? There's no safety lock on the inside. They can come in and out like nothing. The bathroom, okay, the toilet is in the shower. It's one contained like prison unit. It was terrifying. I cannot express how much I knew that I was in trouble. Long story short, just get to the point, I was able, and I was stuck there too. I also, cause I tried to leave and I couldn't get out. I was trapped in there. They couldn't get out of the elevator. Like there was no, it never came. There was no getting me out. By the grace of God with like emergency messages, whatever, I get out. I wanted to see another room. I'm like screaming. I'm like, I'm too. And 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 meanwhile, I'm funny when I'm very, very, very scared. So I'm like, I'm too old to be trafficked. <laughs> like, I wouldn't last, people. I wouldn't last. It was so scary. So I asked, I was like, I want to see another. Everybody knew where I was at this point. Like everybody was, it was, I was okay at this point. Show me another, like, I want to see another floor. The other floors were fine. There was regular bathrooms, regular locks, no back things, no nothing like that. I mean, it was just like this space that was created for this purpose. Oh, my goodness. It was nuts. But I got out of these, these three experiences that year, and I will tell you, all I could think was all the girls and all the women that weren't gonna think fast enough that may have been like pushed off that inner voice, that Holy Spirit gut that tells you something's wrong, get out, you're in trouble. Or they, my mom was a detective my whole life and in law enforcement. So like maybe they don't have the skill set to know, like I knew who to contact. When I had jumped out of the car in New York City when that had happened to me, um, in that situation, I had already taken a license plate of the car before I even got into it. People don't think to do things like that. I had already sent it to someone. So if I'm gone, you know, people know where to find me. They know, you know, you're taking descriptions of people. A lot of people are, you know, they're on their phones. They're not thinking. They're tired. So that's what I wanted. I said, we have got to make a show that has awareness and prevention because I don't want anyone to never be seen again, to have not been able to get out of the same situations that I was in. And and that's the only reason I was in those situations was to protect others. Right. I mean, I'm even thinking, wow, I never thought about taking a picture of a license plate before I get into an Uber or even like sneaking a picture of people that I'm, I don't know. I think that's great advice. And we're not even talking about your show yet. Ride shares, there's like class action lawsuits that are being formed against them for people getting in Ubers and being raped and kidnapped and all of these horrific things. Why I don't have I not heard of that. Because I'm like going to get an Uber <laughs> on the 10th when I go to Atlanta. No, right. I'm not. What am I getting? A taxi? I'm getting a taxi, huh? Maybe I'll have someone pick me up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, traveling's hard yellow anymore. Cab, at least at least a yellow cab, like they have to have licenses. Uh, they have to go through the original yellow cabs. They're definitely a much higher degree of safety. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Because it can be anybody. Anyone can go on the computer. Think this is my whole point of the advocate show is we don't think. It's like 
Even Airbnbs, where are you going? Whose place is that? Are you going to be seen again? Like people are like, oh, I'm going on vacation. It's you have to consider these things, unfortunately. I mean, that's just the world that we live in. And that's what I love your series is doing. So your first episode, I think, is about your actual eight-year-old experience with a bus driver, right? Is that the first episode? And then you've gotten all these other true stories that you've based your series on, which I'm sure took a lot of research. How did you come up with those stories? We did. We spent a year with uh, human trafficking units, with uh, SVU units, NGOs, which are uh, non-for-profits that kind of come in and help with the victims um, and along the way. Um, and some of the stories came from, you know, my my family, from being my mom being a child abuse investigator and then in law enforcement. So it's a bunch of different stories all, all together and whichever ones, and we'll have more in season two. But, you know, I think the social media episode, when I was doing the research, uh, episode four is is social media predators. And I think, you know, there's another thing. It's like, you don't know the landscape that, you know, that your kids or that you're going through. And so seeing young, you know, boys and girls watching the show and being totally enthralled, I mean, if a kid is enthralled in something, you just won the lottery because... No doubt. And that's where you kind of also want to go. You know, you're trying to teach parents, but kids do. I mean, the more that they're street smart, you know, the better off they're going to be. And I, I just think, I think that's amazing. I, I love the fact that you teach what to look for. So social media, I remember you posting something and you were like, I can't believe how many of you people post your little children out on Facebook. This was a few years ago before I was probably opening my eyes. And I was like, wow, what's so wrong with that? But I never thought about that again, right? The scales on the eyes. I think the world needs to realize how many evil and sick people are out there. So your advocate came, um, it's got personal stories. And are you surprised by the, it just aired December 24th. Are you surprised at the feedback, at the love of this show so far? <laughs> I'm not at all. Why do you think I reached out to you? I was like, this is so needed. And the fact that you teach people is even better. You know, you're not just watching like, you know, an SVU show and you just see them catch the criminal. You're like learning how to protect yourself from even getting into the criminal's purview. I think it's awesome. I'm almost speechless about what God is doing with it. And I love your humility. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I truly, you know, and I think that the, there were so many things that tried to stop us and death threats at the beginning, you know, warnings to not, you know, approach the subject or not, you know, and, and just a loss of support from so many places because and a lot of silence and a lot of just so much opposition for so long, you know, and it is as exponentially good right now as it was bad <laughs> along the way. And, and just, but again, you know, it just goes back to God every single moment in our lives. And that's why right now it's like, and it's not that I don't want to talk about the other stuff. I think that it's just, you know, God finally taught me and you need this, Kendra, because you're you're from the same background that I am in terms of like that work, work, work. And <laughs> is that and I think this is going to speak to to you and other women like us. Um, you know, we're always on to the next. We mm -hmm. don't celebrate our wins 
and we don't enjoy our wins and we don't sit in our wins and we don't just sit there and oh, I've got, we're on to the next thing. Right. We need to do. I think God really wanted to, to have me to start doing that. And so right now, this week, that's all I'm doing. I'm just literally just, it's human trafficking awareness one, but seeing God shine a light on this show and, and to uh, lift up something that is so important that people need so much and just to see him literally exploded and, and have it do so and organically we hadn't even gotten to do the press yet before it came out and god's like i'm just gonna go over here and just do this real quick by my and then you guys can talk about what i just did what, what god just did <laughs> and it's so funny it's like you know it's it's only him but oh, you could tell it was going to be big if you were getting attacked like that I mean, holy cow. <laughs> it, we had people at home probably don't know what a gimbal is. A gimbal is a... Yeah. You do? I do because I have one and it never works for me. Anyone who watches my videos knows that I've had... It's like a selfie stick that doesn't bounce around so much. It's to, you know, one of those things, right? You know a gimbal? Well, a gimbal is, yeah, like if you don't want to go handheld, there's, anyways, the point is I really wanted this show to have a lot of gimbal and we went through all these gimbals. Like my whole shot list just got blown out of the water because this gimbal didn't work. So we got a second one. This is in one day. The second one didn't work. We get a third one. There were no more gimbal anywhere. I mean, we were looking everywhere and I thought, I don't know how to do what I'm filming. I don't want to shoot it, it this way. There was one more guy in town, like in the perimeter that could get to us that day. And it's maybe eight or nine o'clock at night. I mean, we were starting at 6 a.m. And he's bringing us the gimbal. He somehow ends up by GPS <laughs> across town at the wrong address gets held at gunpoint the g <laughs> the gimbal is confiscated <laughs> we never get the gimbal the guy's so terrified that he got held at gunpoint he never did bring it it was just oh my goodness oh my goodness this is yep. the opposition on on this show it was just and I'm like, don't worry about it. Just rest. I'm glad you didn't get killed trying to oh. bring this again. <laughs> so was your day always the 24th that you were going to air this? Oh, my gosh. You are so led by the Holy Spirit. And you ask such good questions because, <laughs> um, no, you're really good. You need to be like Diane Sawyer. Like, like <laughs> You need to be an investigative reporter where you just, you know, <laughs> zero in and you're not like a dog with a bone. <laughs> you are. You'll go all the way. Somebody may be like, I'm done with this interview and, and walk out because <laughs> they, they can't they can't fight you. Yes. So the answer to that question, you're just fantastic. I just want to I don't even remember the question. The December 24th? No, it was supposed to come out in January. And that was always our prayer and our wish because January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And the studio had called after and they said, how do you feel about us putting it out at Christmas? Like that is an absolute like disaster, number one no-no in the film business. You never do that unless you want your project to crash and burn and never be seen or heard from again. Because it's holiday time, people yeah. aren't, or they're watching Christmas movies, right? And um, this is not a Christmas movie. And I felt so led by the Holy Spirit to put this out at Christmas. And I said, there could be, I said, I feel that there could be one soul out there 
that is suicidal right now, that's lonely, that's having a tough time over the holidays is going to need this. And people were like, why are you doing that? Now it's going to have a, a 2022, like the, the year of the movie will be 2022 instead of 2023. So it'll look like an old title and how bad that is. And I was, I said, listen, people, like this is this is what God has called us to do. I know it doesn't make any logical sense and it doesn't make any business industry sense, but God has a reason for it. And I really just thought maybe a couple people that needed the show would see it. Yeah, right. And look, <laughs> it's what number? Is it number five on Pure Flix? Is that what I um, they posted top five for the picks for of all the projects for New Year's, but um, but I, I can't say how high it's ranking, but I, it's very high. Ah, look at you! <laughs> it's doing really well. I mean, people are are really loving it and really responding. I have such god bumps over here. I'm so excited, so excited. Ah, so so what's next for you? This this. This month, you've got, I'm sure, a lot of interviews and promotions and all of that. You know, all that I cared about for this month, and I really tried to, you know, make this the focus is that, you know, that the light continue to shine because our goal is to to stop trafficking and stop child abuse and stop all of these uh, things against the vulnerable before they happen. Got it. Like, I don't yeah. want to catch up to the problem or help after. What can we do beforehand, you know? these tips, these things. So, so really just staying focused on that and trying to be as loud as we can. I really hope that some of the secular media will come out and, and really care about this and start focusing on it. Cause they'll, they'll talk about again, like survivor stories, but let's, let's, you know, let's get ahead of it. So well, and um, I have another movie coming out, which I'm excited about called Casting Stones. It's um, a pro, well, it's a post-abortive healing movie, really. It's that's really? all it is. It's a true story about a woman who, um, you know, went through abortion and, and her experiences, and which is a beautiful story with Dean Cain and Eddie McClintock, and yeah, really beautiful. So that will be good. But I'm like, let's. Everybody's asking for season two for The Advocate. I needed to get on it. Well, remember, don't forget to just sit and bask in your win. I- <laughs> Yeah, I've done okay, that. It, it's about done. That that window is about closing. But uh, I, I, I absolutely have. And not only that, but I think that um, a big prayer that the Lord really was leading me towards and was giving me grace for leading up to this opening was the whole I, back to identity in Christ. Because I think that the film industry and in any industry, I think that the world um, sets us up in so many traps that our value is in, the world tells us our value is in our successes and our failures. It is in what other people think of us. It is in our sexuality, which mm-hmm. is a huge problem, especially for women. And sitting in the fact that our identity is not in any of those things and is only in Christ alone is the only way to do it and to have the success or to get whether it failed or whatever it was it's that no I did what God asked me to do yeah and I'm happy about that and that's enough there was a great saint and I if you know who it is I I need to look up it was a, a male saint who built God told him to build this huge monument and he spent like two years building this monument. I don't even know how large it was. 
And then the king of wherever it was came and knocked the whole thing down after it was right after it was done. And he said, glory be to God. God. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I I cannot remember his name. I know the story. I know. Okay. We did not figure out the saint. So we need your help. Please put in the comments if you know who this saint is. But that's but that's the detachment, you know, that I wanted. And, and I just because like, I, you know, we were trying to talk in the enemy. He, he was a, it's been a nonstop attack for the two years that I've been on this project. Yeah. And so he's lost now. He's writhing he, in paint. He's doing whatever. So I'm chilling with Jesus right now. I yeah, know. that's so cool. You like, know, I, want you, I want you to share your book, too, because you just got done sharing a little bit. Um, I know you don't have it in your hot little hands. I'll put a little uh, book thing to show people. But that's a great book. Speaking of. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What's the title again? Pure Power. Yeah, power, that P word again. Her power, how to break out of sexual sin or avoid it in the first place. But that book, I mean, as you see the steps in that book, you can use it for any sin. Mm -hmm. I specifically at that time wrote it because I feel like people are struggling with sexual sin more than a lot of things, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Kendra. Um, We were talking about, like, I love that you were able to break out, you know, in learning those things. But a lot of people in the warfare realm, it is a, a, a bond. There is a, a spiritual bondage, demonic bondage and sexual spirits are the most aggressive of all the spirits that, I mean, I've been in deliverance for over a decade now mm-hmm. and they are the most aggressive. So they don't want to take no for an answer. And so it, it is a, a great battle. So I think that some of the people, even when they know that they're, um, uh, contributing to trafficking or contributing to the abuse of women or, or children or whoever, it, they, they, because the enemy is bigger than them, they don't have the ability on their own to get out of it. The only way they can get out of it is through things like in, in this book, you know, the prayers, the fasting, the masses, you know, deliverance, like we've talked about before, like actual deliverance steps and breaking bondages and stuff to get them out. You know, maybe some even exorcisms. So crazy, crazy people, people listen to us. It is a true spiritual war that we are living every single day. Pray up. If you people are not sitting and praying and calling on God, giving yourself to him every day and ensuring that you also fight the fight. So it's not a passive life we're living here. We have to see and pay attention and be aware of what is going on is it evil is it me is it god we're we should be constantly discerning spirits and then fighting accordingly when when it's a temptation that's coming in our face well let's bring out jesus and whip out the deliverance prayers and i call it like so on my podcast this morning i said it's like we have power in god but it's like the lightsaber all we got to do is turn it on and that little light sword will will come and we can slay anything, you know, like, but power, you got to flip the switch and God is the switch. All right, Nicole, this has been awesome. I wish you all the success in the world. You tell me anything that I can do to help promote this because this world needs it. Our eyes need to be open to the evil and to know what to do to prevent it to happen to us in the first place. I'm already in my mind going to travel differently just based on this interview. So thank you for that. 
Amen. I love that. Well, hopefully everybody will watch the series and they'll take that knowledge with them and it'll pop in when they need it. Amen. Okay, Nicole Abyssinio, thank you so much. It is The Advocate. show is on PureFlix. You can either download it on your Roku. If you have Roku, you can download the app on your phone, your tablet, or you can just go to pureflix.com. It was on PureFlix. I don't know what I was thinking about going to the advocateseries.com. You just go there to find out more about it, right? Well, the advocatetvseries.com, a lot of people want to get on the mailing list. Oh, okay. Are you going to be sending out like tips and tricks and newsletters and stuff on trafficking? I think so. I think that's going to be a, an ongoing thing for us. Cool. So everybody needs to go there too. All right, everyone, I'll detail all the links because I know I confused everybody. <laughs> and God bless you. Keep doing his work for the kingdom. All glory to him as I know that's how you feel. And I want to just, let's just do a closing prayer really quick so, so that God can protect you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Lord, what a day, what a time to be alive, and what a person to know. Thank you for bringing Nicole into my life and to all of the viewers and listeners, because there's a reason we are hearing from her, her story, and this beautiful series that you're putting out there to help the most vulnerable children as well as adults who are being tricked and duped by the evil one. We ask that you continue to protect with your precious blood, Jesus, Nicole, and her whole team, and for the new series and all of the things that she is doing to bring your love and power to the world. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, girl, you go. I'm so glad to know you, and we will, I'm going to have you back. We'll do something something sometime soon. I would okay? love it. Yeah. Thanks. All right. God bless. Take care. Thanks, EWTN. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.